This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome one and all to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host Terence Ford and once again I'm joined by Albert Curley and Sam Heskiff and we're looking ahead to the trip of newly promoted Brentford to Sellers Park in a game that Ed Ahrens has inexplicably called a must-win for Patrick Vieira but we'll get into that later. Um, first, I think we're just going to go straight into the beer. I'm really thirsty. Damn, I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Albert, you've got this the super stuff. You know, me? Yes. You? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought you didn't like Heineken. <laughs> oh, oh, was that sarcasm? Oh. Yeah, just a little bit. And what, what was what was that for you there, Heskiff? Uh, I've got a bottle of Red Stripe, a little stubby. A bottle of Red Ooh. Stripe? Oh. Con- concert beer. Um, I've got a bottle of... The Thirsty Ferret. Um, th- this has obviously been left at my house at some point at a party. Honest. Um, ferret comes from the Latin word for little thief. When they're about, you can be sure trouble's brewing. <laughs> Get it? Brewing. We still, rem- <laughs> we still remember the night. One such furry never-do-well tiptoed into the Thatcher Gribble in and stole himself a taste of our tantalising tawny tipple. Loved for its full-bodied biscuity taste. Now then, what's Latin for little thief with a great taste of beer? Um, that reminded me a bit there of um, Steve Parrish and Steve Browitt doing Ian Holloway accents in the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Only I think theirs was a little bit better than my Dorset accent there. Um, oh, that's yeah. what you were doing. So, well, this how, it's how it's written. It's kind of written in dialect. And I only okay. realised that halfway halfway through reading it. But this is a Moorishly malty amber owl. Dark crystal malt delivers a full-bodied biscuity taste, rounded off with a subtle floral and lemon hop aroma. It gets worse every every sentence. <laughs> Jesus, this is. A, it's a, I think it's only a four point four though, so you're not going to get any. I'm just going to be relatively sane tonight. Nothing crazy. So, well, there I, you go. I, There's the beers. I, I need a beer because I, I I did myself a mischief before we just started recording. Um, <laughs> I was I was hanging out the washing, modern man. Thank you very much. 
hanging out. Hang, hang on, hang, hang on, hang on. Hang Stop out right there. You can't go any further yet. Hanging out the washing. Yeah. How do we fit? What do you say, Heskiff? Hanging up the washing. Hanging up the washing. Who hangs out the washing? I hang out the washing. Hanging out. <laughs> hanging it out. Hang on. To, Outside. To, to... No. On the clothes. You hang up the washing. This is bollocks. <laughs> anyway. Just get, get a tumble dryer. I've got one of them, but it's noisy. And I, oh, I didn't want it to be on whilst I was doing the pod. All right. So not only on, am I a, a modern man, I'm a considerate podcast co-host, panelist. Hang on, what, what, why, why are you recording in the same? <laughs> why are you recording in the same wing as the washing machine and dryer? Listen, it's a it's a high end <laughs> dryer. It's got extra juice, so the noise carries through the hardwood floors. Um, I've got a Miele a Miele washing machine. Other washing machines and dryers are available, but that's not yeah. too noisy. Well, stuck whatever. in my little um, larder or whatever you call it. What's um, pantry? Pantry. There you go. Mm. <laughs> I don't even know what I call it anymore. Who calls my it granddad pantry? Used to dri- my granddad used to drive <laughs> a larder. Right. Do you remember larder cars? Fucking hell. Anyway, my grand- I, was, <laughs> I was hanging up, hanging up slash out the washing, <laughs> and I had a, a, a pair of my son's jeans that were but they were bunched up. So I did the old trying to whip it to whip the leg out before hanging it up slash oh. out. And you know what happened, don't you? Caught yeah. my, I just caught, my, I caught myself on the on the left testy, just on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, people will pay good money for that sort of um, thing. So I've I've never got, got somebody else. I've never got I've never got somebody else with that technique as good as I got myself tonight. And I went down. What and on yourself? Wow, <laughs> that's for that's Albert's Patreon. That is trying to kiss it better. Um, <laughs> Albert's OnlyFans, uh, $15.99 <laughs> a month. <laughs> um, it, it, it's called, um, his screen name is Curly Whirly. <laughs> it's the Troy Deeney tier, gets you everything. <laughs> 20% off at the moment. But it still hurts now. There's still a dull ache now. But, you know, thanks for your sympathy, fucking motherfuckers. <laughs> well, um, oh, I'm just I'm just stuck here thinking about Albert Curley's um, OnlyFans. To be honest, set it up, we'll make a killing. Set it up, we'll make a killing. Give all, give, give all the profits to the HF display. Uh, no. <laughs> well, they've they've managed to raise three thousand in um, donations in, here for exactly. the display. And there's flags all over the seats already, apparently. So we're expecting a big fan display for the game against Brentford. Um, but in the same time, in the same breath, Heskiff, our new uh, board member, John Texter, has donated five grand to um, Ghana CPFC to for some sort of kit drive. Tight, tight, tight bastard. Can't can't donate to the homestyle display as well. <laughs> well, I did notice uh, I had a look at this GoFundMe for the CPFC Ghana uh you know donation what's it and uh he put in five grand and the the, the overall total was five thousand six hundred so <laughs> he, he didn't just sort of tip it over the edge as much as pour how, it over the edge how big's the squad because that's quite a lot of money to spend on kit well i, th- I yeah, think he's getting a, the new it. home kit it's the new home kit he's gonna, they're, gonna, <laughs> they're gonna get it before the starting 11 of the first thing <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. The, the original target was only like two grand as well, or like two, two and a half, something like that. So, but no, fair play, fair play to him, I guess. He's um, doing that. Um, I've skipped past something actually that I wanted to talk about before we actually got into any Palace stuff, and that was um, the news on the day of recording that uh, Sean Locker's died. Um, sad news. It felt like someone, some particularly our generation, someone who. I was looking at a Reading Festival flyer the other day that I was at at 2002 and he was headlining the comedy tent at Reading in 2002. So I've pretty much been there my whole adult life. But um, you enjoy him, Heskiff? Yeah, I think he's one of those, um, I don't really watch much like panel comedy, you know, those eight out of 10 cats type things. But whenever I saw clips of him on there, he was he was really funny. So you know, I've bits and pieces I've seen of him. He's really good, and he he was no age really at all. So it's it's really sad, yeah. Yeah, Albert. Um, did you did well? Either of you? I'm assuming you didn't. Heskiff, see his his TV show that he made. I still haven't got round to it. Hambo talks about it being brilliant. No, I haven't. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. No, but he he was great. He was great, and it is it is a real shock. It was a real shock. I I didn't know if it was common knowledge that he was ill, but um. Yeah, like really, really, really smart, funny guy. So I'd be missed. Mm. Yeah, any particular favourite jokes of his, um, Albert? I was kind of thinking about the one uh, when Rachel Riley is putting on a Viking mask and a Viking hat. Have you seen that one? I haven't, but I'm sure you're going to do it justice. (laughs) (laughs) So it's on 8 out of 10 cats does countdown. And... um, Rachel Riley saying, "Oh, I've basically, I've got a disguise to like avoid people in public." She pulls out this big, massive Viking furry beard and like puts it on, puts on a helmet with Viking horns, and she's like, "You know, it avoid this um, means I don't have to have awkward conversations with people asking how I am or asking how Jimmy's um, Jimmy is," and just completely timed perfectly. Sean Knox says, "Well, that's a challenging wank." <laughs> Which, you know, Claudia Winkleman sitting next to him nearly headbutts the table laughing so hard. <laughs> and um, Rachel Riley is just like falling about laughing in her super tight dress with this Viking beard like draped down the front of the helmet. So um, humour very much up your street, Albert. Oh, good. I'll check it out. <laughs> check it out. Check you out. Um, right. Nathan Ferguson has been getting a bit um, philosophical on his, on his Twitter. Um, for those of you who don't remember Nathan Ferguson is, we signed him a couple of years ago as a right back. Um, but he's been hanging out in the Connor Wickham lounge too much. Um, he's he's a new Jack Hunt. <laughs> oh, oh it's only to be like that. Fucking hell. He seems like a nice lad. There's no need to say Jesus. that about him. Jesus. <laughs> his latest tweet is... Um, been in the dark for a while, allowed me to understand and get to know important people who work in the shadows. Albert, um, what's, what's going on here? Do you, what, do you feel, care to unpick this? Phil Alexander, I reckon. <laughs> I've literally just spat fear everywhere. It's good we're <laughs> testing the video thing out, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it's 
Sorry, that has killed me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. It was either that or the MRI machine, but I went with Phil Alexander. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I assume he's talking about the people help you recover from injuries in the background, and I'm assuming these days there's a team of people around that psychologist as well and things like that. So that's how I assume he's getting at. But in looking in this tweet, um, we saw the tweet, but his, his tweet before that was a proverb. Heskiff, do you care to read what the proverb said? It was proverb 1320 accompanied with a picture of um, him and some players in a, in a hot tub. Yeah. So obviously I know my Bible verses uh, by heart. <laughs> Uh, and Proverbs 13.20, in the New International Version, not the King James, let me make that clear, uh, okay. is walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. So, is he saying here that he's in the pool with fools, or <laughs> is he in the pool with wise people? We've got to assume he's saying he's with the wise people, but can you guess who's in the pool with him? You get you get a turn each, so I'll start with you, Albert. How recent there is the are, tweet? Um, it's from when they was at St George's Park. Oh, okay. In pre-season, okay. and there's there's five people in there. Uh, five people, including him. No, excluding him. Oh, okay. Uh, let's go with Nathaniel Klein. No. Good, close in position though. You've got a fullback in there, and, um, and it's not Nathan Ferguson because, as we've established, he's not a footballer. Well, I'll let Albert come back to the fullback. My guess was going to be Eze. Um, no. Wait, see, I don't, I don't know. It might be. It's got the back to us with. It could be Mateta. It could be Eze. So I don't know. You can clear that up after if you think you can. Um, fullback Albert, uh, not Nathaniel Klein. Joe Ward. Oh, he's nice. Boo, Albert. Tyreek Mitchell. On. There you go. Well done. Oh, it's second. He gets second bite. The bloody cherry or whatever the phrase is. Yeah, go on then. And then, so anyone else? You can have one more guess, Haskiff, and then I'll. Drake um, O'Brien. You've looked at the picture. You... I haven't. I <laughs> you haven't. Have totally looked was, at the picture. He was in I'm the not... pool. He was in the pool on that St George's Park dude. Yeah. Well, I assume that's him. I mean, to be honest, I know what he looks like based on him signing a new contract <laughs> in the last day. So massive and ginger. Yeah, and then you got Gyro Gyro Riedervalds in there as well. <laughs> um, I, I think he's the wise man in that pool, probably by all accounts. I've just seen the tweet. I've, I've, yeah, okay. So who's that? Eze or Mateta with his back to us? I think that's Eze. Yeah. Eze? Right, I'm outvoted two to one. I'll I'll, I'll accept it. I've interpreted interpreted it differently. It says Proverbs 1320. I just thought maybe you were saying at 20 past one, they just have a little chat about Proverbs. Uh, maybe, or who doesn't? Yeah, indeed. So let's we've had some youngsters in the pool there. We've had a bunch of youngsters this week sign on new contracts. Um, 
first, Victor Akinvale, who scored twice for the under-18s in that victory against Leicester. So starting off there, can you say title defence if you lost it on goal difference? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Stretching no. that runner-up defence. Uh, two goals from Akinvale and he's, he's, I don't know if that's rewarding with the new contract, his first professional contract, but he signed one. But wanted to pick up on Tayo Adamarola's performance in this game. Albert, I think you saw it, didn't you? Um some grainy Instagram footage where he's recorded a laptop of his performances, but he was quite quite the bombarding, marauding fullback, wasn't he? Yeah, I thought it was on fast forward. <laughs> it did. He did look great. Heskiff, think uh, football manager when you got the highlights on on fast and the player picks it up and then darts down the field. That's what it looked like, basically. Sounds great. Sign him up. We already we already did sign him up. We already did sign him up. Yeah. So um, I mean. He's the the epitome of a modern day centre back, uh, wing back. Sorry, so exciting things to come for him. And if he keeps up that sort of level of performance, he might see minutes come the end of the season. Um, especially given playing three at the back for a portion of the game against Chelsea last weekend, perhaps that may be wing backs may be an important part of our future. Um, as for the under twenty threes signings from Jake O'Brien, as we've already touched on. Jay Rich Bagaloo, uh, the specimen, as he's he's called in my friendship circles. <laughs> Sion Spence, who I believe is on loan at Bristol Rovers. David Berteng, Luke Dreyer, who, well, I mean, he's obviously had first team minutes in the past, but injuries held him back. So hopefully he'll he'll get his time. Sam Robinson and James Taylor. Uh, I don't know. It, it, I'll stick with you, Heskey, because you were at the under twenty three games towards the end of the season, weren't you? Or you at least watched them. I know, yeah, I know I you'd love to watch yeah. the twenty three game. Um Jake O'Brien, he's the one that I guess that's got the main coverage on the, the Palace Twitter account. Um, do you see enough there that he could be troubling the first team anytime soon? Uh I don't know if he'll be troubling the first team this season for sure, but he did look good last year. Um I mean, we signed him on loan initially and I sort of assumed we'd sign him permanently because we'd made him captain of the 23s, which is quite a big deal. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really glad he signed. He's, he's massive. He looks pretty good. Um, definitely a good aerial defender. Um, and like you say, if we're, if, if we're going three centre-backs, then maybe he's uh, hopped up the list a little bit quicker than he would normally. Yeah, OK. So you may be watching these guys in the first team in the future and you'll be doing it via a season ticket that now sits in your Apple wallet. Um, Albert, <laughs> do you have an Android or an iPhone? Got an iPhone. Thank you very much. So um, how's, how's your battery life on that iPhone? Is it, is it holding up well? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's fairly new. It's a 12 pro mate. So the, my, my problem is, is actually going to the games. So <laughs> it's all right. It's, it's, you can just tap the little button and forward it on to someone. That's the bit I like about it. You haven't got to stick a season ticket in the post anymore. Oh, so that's, so explain that to us because that's, that's obviously a new and a, a good enhancement if that's what you can do. Well, on the, on the, on the email that came through with the ticket, you can either click a link to add it to your wallet or it's just, a t- you know, an e-ticket is attached to the email. So you can just oh, so you see okay you can, you can just, just forward ping, it on. So. You can just ping that PDF on to 
you know, a willing a willing victim who wants to go in your place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, well, that's good that it make. I guess it makes it easier for them to transfer. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, uh, I've still got one somewhere in here, but a season ticket sent to me in the post in the past by a mate, and it was just taped to a piece of paper. And when you peeled it off, it just drawn a little penis just behind it. Um, so it's nice. going to take away great humour like that, to be fair. I always got paranoid and had to send my season ticket in like a birthday card. Because if you just stick if you just stick something that's like credit card size and shape in a in a envelope, you're not 100% guaranteed that it's going to make it there. And so I'm, I'm pleased about the new digital system. Would you think the postman's going to take it out and chop up his lines with it or something so he can finish his route quicker? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great. Um, and of course, with those season tickets, you'll be watching this season, Patrick Vieira's Crystal Palace. But for how long, Heskiff? Rumours are rife on Twitter that Patrick Vieira and Steve Parrish are already at loggerheads. Um, I mean, surely this is just bollocks. Yeah, that was my initial reaction. To be honest, my initial reaction was someone's made it up for a laugh and seeing if it'll sort of go places on Twitter. Um, and it's gone places on Twitter, whether it's true or not. Uh, I would imagine it's bollocks. I hope it is, because if we're in this much trouble between him and, and Parish after a game against the European champions who may well win the league, then... It's not a great start, is it? Mm. Indeed. Who you got in a fight, Albert? In a fight? Parish or Vieira. Parish or Vieira. It's not even a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Patrick Vieira would massively have the reach advantage. And I'm not talking about because he's tall. It's just because Parish's nose sticks out so much. <laughs> it's an easy target for the jab. Absolutely. Do you think? Um, do you think if Vieira goes into a fight, he'd do the old Vicks vapor rub on the chest? Because that would get right up Parrish's nose and probably like blind him. <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave that alone. Um, <laughs> the only Patrick Vieira used to have rucks with um, Roy Keane all the time back in the day, didn't he? They was um, at a few tunnel bar, t- tunnel bar, argy bargies. Wasn't scared um, of anyone, Patrick Vieira. Hmm. So, but do you reckon Steve Steve Parrish would like kind of like medieval combat try and like nominate someone to fight for him? Like I'm Brighty. gonna put forward put forward. <laughs> yeah, you've you've ruined my joke. Oh, That's sorry. Exactly where I was going. Should we go I again? nominate my champ? I nominate my champion, Mark Bright. Yeah, but there you go. Right, it's, it's okay. He just great just, minds think alike and all that. He would just talk him to death, <laughs> or just. Um, Maybe he could commentate on the fight on the side. Oh, I fucking hope not. (laughs) Touch and run. Touch and run. Control, turn, touch and run. No, I mean, let's just dwell on Mark Bright's commentary a little bit here. Do you like it or do you not like it? I think we've established that Albert thinks it's shit. Um, You've you've assumed I listen. (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll say that Mark Bright scored the first Palace goal I ever saw. Is one of my favourite players when I was little. Uh, and that memory will never be besmirched. But when he commentates, 
it's very, very close to doing so. I hate it. When Mark Bright commentates, is it like when he talks about when he was watching the playoff games in When Eagles Dare and he's like, we've got these, there's a goal coming. Does he do that when he commentates or is, does he leave his the crystal ball at home? His commentary style is dad on the touchline at an under-10s game. Oh, like okay. Rather than just talking about what he's seeing or adding a bit of colour, he'll just direct them to do stuff even though he's in the gantry and not on the touchline. Fine. So he'll be so he'll be like, touch and run. Turn, spin, look, touch, then run. I see. No, make space, touch and run. I can't deal with it. But I'm do a glutton for punishment because I don't I never mute it. So do you, reckon, do you reckon when he's in the bedroom he's that's that's how he's having sex as well? <laughs> touch and run. <laughs> touch and run. <laughs> No, I wasn't saying touch and run. Just oh. that he's he's, talk, he's talking through what he's doing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Not touch and run. It's not Lewis Dunk. Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Um, allegedly, of course, um, or not? Not at all, according to courts of law. He was um, expunged. What? What do you call it? Oh. <laughs> what an image! What an image, indeed. Um, yeah, just gone completely. How did we get onto Mark Wright again? Um, you said he was okay. going to Patrick Vieira. <laughs> to be fair, I think I think hasn't Mark Bright had some form of a hip replacement though? So I'm not sure that he's probably going to be in any shape to fight Vieira. So. I only found I only found out about three months ago that he used to be married to Michelle Gale. He did good for him, Mark Bright. Yes, Mark Bright. Yeah. Mark Bright, Michelle Gale. So they used to be, they're not anymore. They're not anymore. So if 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 it does come to a fight, and uh, Patrick Vieira is looking for a weakness, um, he should uh, try his sweetness. I was just about to say, if you manage to drop in a Michelle Gale tune into that, that is that is a very big look. So well done. He's very anyway, himself, I'm, I'm going now. <laughs> Sign it off. That's, an, that's enough for one evening. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, great. I don't, I don't think we can go anywhere else with that. Optimism levels, that's what we're going to talk about now. Now, obviously, we've started very high. Last week, I was super excited about what was to come. I even predicted a Palace win against Chelsea, which, you know, I was just trying to continue the optimism train, but... Um, I found myself in the last five minutes not wanting us to score because Hesker would have predicted 3-1. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I was most annoyed about, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Twitter went, well, uh, social media as a whole, I guess, went to a bit of a weird place, Albert, in terms of people seeming to lose their head over a poor performance against Chelsea. But, I mean, we've been shit against them for years now, haven't we? Absolutely. And it was a, you know, it was the first competitive game under a new manager, basically with uh, a first 11 pretty much from the end of last season uh, against the European champions. I don't know what anybody else really expected. I know I predicted two all. Um, <laughs> I was a bit annoyed because it took me about 25 minutes to get a, a, a stream up, which I had to pay for. And as I literally tuned in, he was um, Alonso was standing over the free kick, and for a laugh, I went one nil, and sure enough, uh, it went in the top corner, and oh. my 
four and a half dollars that I'd spent um, seemed um, wasted. Uh, but you know, seems, it was, a, seems like a bit of a car crash, to be honest. Absolutely, uh, but it was you know they're they're a good side. I don't I don't think they were three goals better than us. Um, yeah, that's outrageous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't th- I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I don't think they were that good. You know, a couple of the goals are quite poor. Um, and what I liked is that Vieira changed it, and we, you know, we were still we were still trying to play the ball, zip the ball around in little triangles in their half. Um, but you know, sometimes you just get beaten by a much much better team. I'm just really glad that they didn't have Lukaku at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean. Pulisic got his customary goal against us and all of that, as he always does. I mean, that was poor from Greater. But it was that that opening half, Eskif, was... Um, it was a bit sobering in this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sense that we know we, we know we were playing the European champions and I've just come off the back of adding the world champions to it. I don't not world champions yet, are they? Or the Super Cup, whatever it is, to their, to their list of trophies. Um, <clears throat> they're a really good side. That made all the right signings. Lampard made a lot of the right signings, to be honest, in terms of bringing in some young, really good, world-class talent. Um, now Tunchil's come in, and he's he's just obviously they're going to be title contenders this year, that's for sure. And kind of trying to play them at their own game a bit didn't really work out well for us, did it? Um, in the first half, and it was just a shame. It was a set piece, a mistake that kind of finished us off. Yeah, I mean. Like Albert, I like that Vieira sort of changed things up and tried something a bit different. And actually, I think when Anderson came on and the formation changed, we looked a lot better. Um, but yeah, you're right. The first half, I mean, we, we it wasn't a great performance by us. I know that we caveat by saying they are very good and you look at their midfield especially and we just didn't really stand a chance. Um, there were things that I think we could have done better. Um, we were passing around at the back a lot, but not coming for it. Like the midfield wasn't coming for the ball, which sort of defeated the point of doing it because they ended up just hoofing it into nowhere. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a bit gall in that, that you know, that the goals were free kick. From the angle I was doing, I couldn't really see it, but apparently the wall didn't jump very well. Didn't jump um, at all. Which is... You know, it's it's, it's one of, it's one of those weird ones. So you, the, sort of anywhere under probably twenty three, twenty two yards, you don't jump because getting it up and over the wall is very difficult. But the further that the free kick's taken out wide, 
the more you have to jump. So if that's in central areas, you certainly don't jump and things like that when you're that close. But when it's wired and then all of a sudden more of an angle is being created and stuff like that, you you have to jump. And it was only an inch over Mateta's head. So if he would have jumped, it would have caught him square in the face anyway. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it was a shame. And then Glazer's dropped the ball, obviously, to the to right in the six-yard box. Um, I think a lot of people say, imagine if that was Hennessy had done that kind of scenario. But um, we'll leave that for another day. But, he's, um, still, he's still got a bit of credit, I reckon. Yeah, but it was a massively encouraging second half, I thought. Um, you know, Vieira noticing and changing, moving through the back. And I mean, a lot of it is at the moment is dictated by how we don't have everyone fit, that's for sure. Um, really encouraging news about Elise and Eze coming out that Elise is going to be a matter of weeks. Um, Eze could actually see this side of Christmas, so that's all super encouraging. And um, Anderson, I think... I mean, he on he went as we spoke about last week. He went on loan to Fulham and became their captain as a loan player within four games. <laughs> um, I could see it happening again here. He's that he's certainly a leader in by in terms of leading by example in how he plays on the field, but also very like vocal and he was bollocking people within thirty seconds of coming on. He doesn't no airs and graces with new teammates or feeling his way in. He was probably he was probably on it straight away. So it's going to be interesting to see if he just ends up demanding that, you know, that position within the team could be very I think, interesting. I think, I, think, I think that's it. You know, in an ideal world, we wouldn't be playing Kiara at centre-half. You know, the, that it, that experiment is over and that's not his best position. We wouldn't have a midfield three of MacArthur, Riedewell and Ayu and we wouldn't be playing Mateta up front, you know, and, and Schlupp mm. probably might not be in the first team either depending on who's available. So, you know, the, I, I, get, I get the disappointment and we're all, we were all like looking forward to a, a new era and yeah, we're going to get a point or three points at Chelsea. But the reality is you, you look, you look at that 11 and that, that is it. When we got a fully fit squad, that is in no way anywhere near the 11 that we'd want to put out against, against anyone, let alone the mm. champions of Europe away from home. So I think everybody yeah. might need to just calm down a little bit. I got to say, when when I was coming out of the stadium after the game, there was someone behind me. I didn't see. I didn't see who it was. He sounded quite young. Who said, um, "If we don't beat Brentford, Vieira's got to go." That was the worst performance I've ever seen. Well, well yeah. So that's that's. I touched on it at the top of the show. That was basically Ed Aaron's, who's um, one of the Crystal Palace fans, senior sports writers out there. Brentford at home next week already looks like a very important match for Patrick Vieira. So he's he's echoing the, the views of um, what you've basically described as a virgin behind you coming out of the stadium. I just think, <laughs> f- first of all, if that's the worst performance you've ever seen, then you must have seen like none of last season. That was your first game. <laughs> yeah, like listen, we we it was we also the best Stamford game Bridge. he'd seen. <laughs> yeah, um, we went to Stamford Bridge last year and played pretty much all out defence and lost four nil. So we're twenty five percent better. Just by that alone. Last um, year, I was at, I was at the train station before the final whistle blew from that four nil. What a disgrace of a performance that was! <laughs> I was I was I'm not watching any more of this, and I'm so know, I'm so rarely leave early. Was it the Obviously, season before where Sorloff Sorloff hit the post? Was that the season before? And we were like we were in yeah, that in the game mm, up until that point. No, no, it would have been the season before that, I think. Yeah, yeah. So not not the last. Was, yeah, yeah. Not last season, Sorlot was at. No, no, yeah, uh, I'm saying not, not, not Red, last Red Bull. 
the one the before. season before. No, he was at Trabzon Spore then, so it must have been a season before that. Oh was Christ, was it that long? Wasn't ago? that was that was that the one when Townsend scored, or did Townsend score the season before? I think he scored the season before. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean that, but that was all, all we losses. In, that, in in those couple of games, we might have been in those games for like fifteen minutes, but effectively we, we, we've been slaughtered by Chelsea for the, you know, we we had back to back wins against them, I think, or two wins in three a few years back, and then since then it's basically I think eight is it eight wins on like seven or eight, seven or nine either or losses on the spin, something like that. So oh. you know, it's it's certainly not the yardstick. Um, <clears throat> I certainly don't think it may. Uh, I'm. It's it's annoying that it's Brentford at home. I think we might have touched on this last week. That it's such a a game that on paper you should want to win. But um, Heskey, if you saw um, some of Brentford's perform against performance against Arsenal on the opening day of the Premier League on the Friday, um, but they they're not going to be pushovers, are they? By any stretch no. of the imagination. Um, I would say the one thing that we do have in our favour is that we haven't spunked 50 million quid on Ben White who seems scared of a, scared of the football um, but yeah, well, watched... yeah I, I mean it, he played in a back three at Brighton and now we'd have Arsenal playing a back two at Arsenal and it's, he cannot do it he's not good enough um, it, uh, I just, uh, if, and we've been talking before we started recording about Arsenal wanting to sign Ramsdale as well I mean Therefore, ain't good money, or bad money after worse, or whatever you say. Yeah, it's <laughs> insane. But I mean, yeah, I watched um, I watched most of the game. I missed the first goal, but yeah, Brentford looked good. It's what everyone expected of them. I think all all energy, get the ball moving really quickly, very confident with it. You know, their front their front players work very very hard. Um, so it's not going to be an easy game by any stretch. Um, I think we're gonna. Hopefully, see a different team like Albert said. I think you know you put Anderson, Benteke, and Gallagher in that team. Uh, that's a very different team to the one we saw play against Chelsea. You would hope we'd get more of the ball and be able to do what Patrick Vieira wants us to do with the ball, creating chances, get the ball moving quicker. Um, but we're going to have to be careful because their tails are up. We all we all remember Huddersfield. I mean, you know, I don't think we're ever going to forget Huddersfield, and certainly. If we do have a bad game against Brentford, the press are going to remember Huddersfield because they're going to carry on with their De Boer nonsense. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be a very tough game because Brentford Brentford are a pretty good team. Yeah, very physical as well in that game against Arsenal. I mean, the Jamie Carragher commentary went viral enough with it when he's just saying it's the most Arsenal goal to concede when they conceded from the long throw in, and um, <clears throat> you know some set we struggle from set pieces against Chelsea, and it's clearly a strength for Brentford. So could be a bit of a problem for us. But um, <clears throat> Albert, do you think he'll start the game with a 4-3-3 or with being buoyed by the three at the back, he might might venture out with that at the start? I don't know. I know that's, a, that's a really tough question without having seen Vieira manage many games. But Well, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a tough one. I mean, the, I think the thing that we've got on our side, potentially, I mean, for, for me, the games on, a, on, on the toss of a coin, you know, they, they can't have done too much research on us because we're a fairly new, a new side with new players and a new manager. So it's not like they could have studied, you know, our, the last three years under Roy Hodgson and, and come and come equipped to kind of deal with that. Um, but you know, and they're, and they're coming, they're, they're the team coming in with momentum, you know, or, or, you know, yes, they're in a new league, 
but they've just turned Arsenal over, so they're they're going to have their tails up. So I would, if it were me, I would go with a four at the back, just to just to have the numbers back there a little bit, and and maybe listen. I know we're trying to change the way the team plays, but they're definitely used to playing four at the back. So I would probably err on that side of things. Um, what Patrick Vieira is going to do remains to be seen. But like I say, it's, it's a game that I think could go anywhere. Um, I think there could be any number of goals, and it could be a four nil spanking one way or the other, or, or, it, or you know, it could be a, a, a tight one all. But I think both both teams are going to are going to try and capitalise on the unknown. Hmm. Let's give player devil's advocate. What happens if it's the four nil spanking to us? To three us. nil spanking. No, so we get beat three or four nil. I mean, oh. God forbid. Um, what do you think? That was, you think that, that, was, that was a bit hanging up, hanging out the washing. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I didn't know if a four nil spanking to us was a good, was in our favour or against us. Yeah. What do you reckon, Eske? If, if, if it's three nil Brentford come full time, how's how's the crowd handling it? Oh. I don't think the crowd's handling it too good, to be honest. I mean... <laughs> well, especially when two of their goals are picking off short passes out from the back yeah. into the midfield. <laughs> yeah, sloppy passes from the from, from Guaita. Um, God, I mean, obviously it's not going to go down too well if we lose to Brentford at all, but I, I mean, I, I would hope we'd... I'd hope we start 4-3-3 just because that's what we see mostly in pre-season. And I think if you spend all the pre-season getting your team and players used to a, a specific formation and system and then change it for the first two games, you know, you're not really helping yourself. Um, and there's another parallel you could draw to De Boer there as well, who played a back three all pre-season and then moved to a back four <laughs> on opening day. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you, you've picked up on something there, which was actually my next point to move on to, was Guaita with his feet in this kind of playing style. Has has he got much more of a future under Vieira? Well, funnily enough, I was watching a few of the games that Butland played pre-season and arguably he's worse with the ball at his feet than Guaita. Um, he didn't really like passing about at all he hoofed it quite a lot. And I sort of thought at the time, like, not like he's at school, but is he going to get in trouble for not even trying as much as he as he should be? Um, so, I mean, Guaita for me is firmly first choice, just in terms of goalkeeping ability. I hope, I hope he can deal with the passing out from the back. I mean, we all remember his debut when he sort of, fell over and got away with it against Leicester. Um, and it is something that everyone get needs to get used to. And, I mean, I would think that even though that, you know, they've been probably hoofing the ball for their whole career, um, they're good enough, Guaita and Butland, to like get used to it. But I just think, you know, I think what is important is for the rest of the team to move around a bit more because this passing it between Gay and Anderson or Kiarte and the fullback and then back again, with no one in midfield really coming for the ball, it doesn't help any of the the back five or four or however many we're playing because they need options. And the the end of it's going to be we try and overplay it and mess up, like you said, or we punt it up the pitch where none of our players are, like we did in the first half against Chelsea. So much as 
it's a bit scary when we see our goalie not looking comfortable. I do think that the rest of the team need to help him out quite a bit. Mm. So now I want to move on to the forwards and kind of a little bit with Patrick Vieira and where these rumours seem to come from with him saying he wants to sign more players seeming to cause this rift with Parrish as the rumour is, which we're going to, I think we'll say is bollocks for now. Um, He also said after the game, lack of desire, especially from the front players. Um, Now, we talked about last week, there was that image of Zaha looking up to Patrick Vieira all doughy-eyed in pre-season. Do you you reckon he's going to take that abuse much more (laughs) if he's just been called out, Albert, in post-match press conferences? Not not by name, but, you know, as a unit, your front three was basically shit today is what Patrick Vieira said in all, all but those words. Yeah, but he was... Wasn't far from the truth, though, you know, was it? To be honest, I mean, Mateta, do you feel like he's talking? He's yeah, more directing at Mateta singularly, or yeah, know, prob- got, you... probably. I mean, it's definitely a possible. I mean, that's who I'd. I think that when you're when you're the only out and out striker on the pitch, you know, we can argue about what positions are you and Zaha play. I think when you're the only, uh, you're the only out-and-out striker on the pitch. And I think Benteke's learnt this lesson, albeit with a terrible run of injuries. Whether you're you're coming deep to try and get your foot on the ball and release the players that are sort of playing either side of you, out wide, however you want to call it, you know, you have to to try and make something happen. Again, especially when you're playing a team of quite obvious superior quality. And Chelsea are one of those teams. So... For me, whether you're, and, and I guess sometimes you have to go against maybe the manager's <clears throat> instructions, you have to try and make something happen. Um, you know, and you look at you look at someone like Harry Kane, if he, you know, he, he's more than happy to, to, to come deep and try and stamp his foot on the game, get his foot on the ball and try and make something happen either way. Um, and obviously Harry Kane is miles ahead of, of Mateta. But I, th- I think, yeah, you have to, it, it's clear that we had our backs up against the walls. <clears throat> and we were up against a, a deficit in quality. So I think you have to make that up elsewhere. And all right, we, we still could have got turned over three nil, but you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to give the, the manager or the fans the, uh, the ammunition to come out and say, you didn't put in a shift or you didn't look like you wanted it. You have to, you have to, you have to do something, even if you're just bundling into the center halves, you know, and, and giving away, giving away free kicks, you know, on their 18 yard line, you know, you, You've got you've got to try and make and, and make something of the opportunity, especially when I was surprised to see Mateta start. You know, and I thought we looked we looked noticeably better when Benteke came on. He is a better player, and and again, I think on any other day, Benteke will start over over Mateta. So, you know, that might have been that might have been his opportunity, and he and he might have already fluffed it. Yeah, I mean. It's... Benteke's come under loads of abuse from fans down the years for perhaps not being as aggressive in the press as he should be and putting centre-backs under pressure. Um, Heskiff, is this similar to Mateta, that it's just more he's sort of languid playing style, or do you do you think he's actually a lot worse here than Benteke? <laughs> well, it took, I think it took Benteke a little while to, to get on top of that himself, and, and I think he's probably a better player than Mateta, I think we'd all agree. Mateta, I mean, Mateta's not helped by his running style in sort of similar to gyro where it takes a while to figure out whether he's not asked to do anything or it's just how he runs. 
Um, <laughs> and I think because Mateta hasn't played as much in the in the however long he's been a year he's been here, it's hard, we still don't really know. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, if he, if he wants more chances and he he needs to sort of take them by the scruff of the neck, he he's got a Harry and press like Albert says, and even if you're not getting much of the ball, just be a pain in the ass and just try and force a mistake because we see teams do it to us plenty, you know. Um, doing the doing the Cameron Jerome, I call it. Yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think, look, Benteke's first choice striker. I'm sure, I'm sure Vieira wants another one. Um, I mean, we wanted Armstrong apparently from Blackburn that went to Southampton. So I'm not surprised. It was, it was very encouraging to see Berry within the first 20 minutes of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say he had a shit debut. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, they, they, yeah, I mean he and, lost. Uh, yeah, I, as I say, I think Benteke's first choice, and these pre-season and, and first game were for Mateta to say actually it, you have to get me out of the team if you want to be in it. But I think. I would assume fitness levels providing Benteke starting against Brentford. Yeah, so let's talk about who else might come in. So I think we, yeah, assuming assuming everyone's within reason is fit, um, you've got to think that Benteke is going to come in for Mateta in that game. Um, any other changes you want to throw at me? I'm, I'm thinking Klein probably comes in for Joel Ward at right back. Um, yeah, I, and, I agree with that. Anderson. And then Anderson comes in. And, and do you think that's Anderson in for Kiate at the back and then Kiate into midfield and Schlupp? Yeah, for me, out? yeah. I mean, Schlupp looked out of his depth a bit against Chelsea, that was for sure. I mean, he but did. then I, I was also, I don't want to say equally shocking because that would be harsh on Schlupp. Like, I was bad in that game. He's been bad he for really a while, hasn't he? He's been bad for a while. He's basically been bad since I named my daughter's middle name after him. <laughs> basically, since that point, he's been... No, that's, that's, that's actually technically not true. He scored against Bournemouth in the project's restart. And then... Um... Oh, that's that's basically <laughs> where, where we restarted and then stopped shortly after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, yeah, but I mean, there's definitely... But I think it's... If you look when I thrived most for us, he was playing down the middle as a centre forward. And mm-hmm. that was when he scored, you know, bucket fulls of nine goals um, <laughs> in in that season. So kind of, he's certainly trying to do a shift out wide and whatever. But, you know, when he's trying to be fluid and in, ending up in the middle of the park and things like that, it was, yeah, he, did, he didn't have a good game. Maybe it's just rustiness, you know, maybe it's just coming back from off-season and, you know, maybe not enough pre-season minutes under his belt or whatever, even though I think he played most of them. Um, you know, maybe it's just something to do with that. But, um, yeah, I, for me, I'd rather move Schlupp up into the front three and see how he gets on up there um, with his a bit more direct a lot um, and more pace as well. And, yeah, Kiate probably into the middle of the park around that. But um, certainly a lot to play around with in no sense. And... I think it's gonna, you know, I think it's oct. I was saying October, Newcastle at the end of October, I think is when we can start judging where we are, when we start getting players like Elise should be back by then, and Eze will be flirting with first team football again by then. We we need to try and keep our heads to that point basically because 
could be a really rough, <laughs> rough few months. Um, and it's kind of, I don't want it to suck my optimism because my optimism is in the, is in the basis of we're doing the right things. We've, we're changing the style of football is what we wanted. We've brought in young, play, young exciting players is what we've wanted. So it's all, the process is the right process, but we've got to think more long-term over short-termism and not just like look at results, you know. We have go back to under Holloway before Pulis came in and stuff like that. We were cut adrift and appalling and going down and end up finishing 11th. Like you're not finished anymore if you're in the bottom three at Christmas in the Premier League. It's not like that anymore. That's how it used to be. It's not like that. It's been disproved time and time again in recent seasons. So you're not out of it. You don't need to make changes that soon. And, you know, just we, we have to trust the process this time around. We can't can't do another De Boer and then just sack him after four games because it's, it's pointless. And I don't, I really, I think, again, we talked about this last week. I don't think it would, t- I don't think we will this time um, unless there is a massive clash of personalities. Six, <laughs> six games, six games. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, if Patrick Vieira goes in and fights Parrish and Bright in a two-on-one, um, then we probably know it's all over. But, um, He'd yeah. still win. So, all right. <laughs> still win, yeah. Predictions then. What's the score going to be? Uh, Pesky, if you can go first. Ooh. Um, well, I don't want to dent your optimism. So, I'll say 1-1. One, one. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. I think that's what I've put on Super 6, to be honest. But um, Albert? I'm going to roll a dice. <laughs> So number, that's the number of goals. It's, yeah, it's the number two. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I want. I'm gonna go one all as well. One all as well. All right. Um. Oh. Should I roll the dice for you? No, I'll I'll, I'll go got... two two. Gone for a Desmond. No one's gone for the win. Telling. No one. Indeed. You need we'll see, those 8% beers. You, you, you never know. Yeah, exactly. That was it. It was the 8% beer last week that just sent me off on one. Um, <laughs> there you go. Right. I think that's enough for this week. Um, we're back next week um, in your ears on Thursday, and we will be previewing West Ham away. Um, you are going, Hasgif? I am. Are we, not pre- are we not previewing Watford in the cup? We'll be reviewing it, won't we? We'll be reviewing that on next Wednesday's show or Thursday, as it is for listeners. See you there. Um, I, I, I think I'm going. I'm coming. I, I, I know there was some doubt was put in on the um, on the WhatsApp group suite, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna come. I've turned down a ticket to see the Manor at Pizza Express as well to go and. Um, I'm see sorry. This. <laughs> <laughs> the Manor is a, a very local to. Um, Southeast London band. Yeah, yeah, I know who the Manor are. Uh, the Manor are, and um, so what there was some kind Express? of there was some kind of there was some kind of Twitter exchange with Pizza Express. I think it might have been relating to the Jack Grealish song that they released over the summer, and um, it's it's basically culminated in them playing a gig at Pizza Express. So so basically, Albert has to buy you a Pizza Express to make up for it. Well, I mean, as long as he don't drop it on the floor on, when he gets it out of the the restaurant. That the the, the Pizza that. Express is actually opposite the Nando's, so that it, could, <laughs> it, could, it could well happen. 
I mean, is there a takeaway that Watford does not have? It's got two Nandos. More, more, Lees, more Lees is the answer. Doesn't have Do you know what else is the answer? Tasty jerk. Oh, Doesn't have a tasty you're killing jerk. me here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that in, in this season. Can I'm you bring a tasty jerk with you, tasty please? Jerk. Can you just, just bring one to Watford for me? I don't care if it's fucking stone cold. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Next uh, next podcast, we will be having a look back at the League Cup. Um, that might last 30 seconds or could last 15 minutes, depending on what we do in that game. Um so, yes, uh, there's a couple of other things to look out for. The review show for this game or the match report will be out on Sunday. Um, and then also, if you head over to YouTube, uh, DR is up and running with what he's calling at the moment the Palace Focus on YouTube, which is a live show that he's doing midweek. Um, really enjoyed the first one. Lot, lots of... Um, Lots of good Palace chat and lots of uh, enthusiasm and high energy. So if that's your sort of thing, get into that. Not, not us dour bastards. I was, gonna say, I was about to say, why weren't we on it? And then you said that and answered the question. Mm. But yeah, so head over to YouTube, Back of the Nest, and have a look out for that. And um, yeah, so we'll be back next week. And until then, thank you, lads. And up the Palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.